Welcome or welcome back to Biracial and Bitchy, a show about holding multiple identities and reconciling them into one strong sense of self. And now your host, Nisha Balsara. Kem Cho, welcome or welcome back. Oh, I'm follicular again. My God complex is back. Oh, you know that feeling when your period is either just like just beginning to let up or you're done and you're like, oh. I have interests again. Oh my gosh. I'm excited about life. I don't feel like doom scrolling the pain away today. It is, ooh, it is refreshing. Today I thought, just because I'm crispy just off my period, I thought it would be a great time since it's still fresh in my mind, but I'm feeling so good. So so good y'all. I thought it would be a great time to talk about this because I just got done with this brand deal with Elix. This is not a sponsor of today's episode, but I had so many questions about it and I was like tickled that I found this little lovely product that has helped me so much and I just want to share more with you mostly about PMDD, how I was diagnosed, what I do now, what it feels like now, um, now that I'm being treated, uh, and how I use different little additives to help me out throughout my journey of trying to be functional and embrace this, you know, have having grace for the pain that I'm, it, it's hard. It's hard because I'm having trouble talking about it because during it and when it's especially the last day and it's just been so long of just not functioning completely 100% normal, it does take a mental drag on me, but having grace and reminding myself that this isn't who I am. When I have PMDD, this is just a struggle I have. And reminding myself that it is actually getting better and that I am making huge strides in ameliorating the pain, in crafting a care plan that really helps the mental or physical symptoms. All these things are super important. Just because this is all fresh off my memory and one of the big impetuses of me starting this podcast was realizing how many other women or people with periods go through what I have to go through and that this is something that affects such a high percentage of the population from whether it's severe like PMDD to just mild PMDD like symptoms. And I just know how many people end up not being here on this earth anymore because these symptoms are so overwhelming and trigger warning, we will be talking about some mental health issues around PMDD. So I'll put a little trigger warning in the description from here forth, check that out. So I got off of the hormonal birth control pill like in 2020, I believe. And I believe I got off the hormonal birth control pill in November of 2020. And for the first year and a half, everything was just cheery and great. And then all of a sudden, Things started happening in my life and my stress got bigger and bigger and bigger due to more and more personal things going on in my life on top of getting married. <laughs> so my stress was getting really bad and I suddenly started getting really bad skin. My period started getting heavier and heavier and heavier until, you know, if you've listened to the wedding episode, you know what happened. And I've been going to a doctor trying to figure things out and I was eventually diagnosed with adenomyosis fibroids, and with possible endometriosis. This all happened so quickly. I was pretty healthy 
in the year and a half leading up to this suddenly going down. I don't really want to have this episode be all about the diagnosis and the steps and how I was feeling, but I will tell you specifically, I was starting to feel these cycles of depression that came in waves and came like very unpredictably. I thought it was my ADHD medication. I switched that up. I thought it was just overall anxiety, all these different things we were trying out. But I finally started realizing with my aura ring, now I was using a thermometer to track with my natural cycles for a while, but aura ring, like the interface is so clear. Ah, y'all, I love my aura ring. This is neither here nor there, but the aura ring keeps it, it makes like the clearest pictures where I was just seeing this very, very vivid log of very cyclical symptoms. And I immediately from growing up started connecting. I remember my mom growing up saw like a commercial about PMDD and thought that I might have it. So when I was younger, I used to have these like waves around my periods and then they kind of tapered off uh, when I took a birth control pill, of course, and you know, never thought about it again. And when I got off, I had that year and a half off where nothing was really happening. My skin was great. I was happy. My periods were not regular at all, but I was feeling pretty good. And then they came back regular and all my problems came back from childhood again. I'm laughing because I'm just, I feel like I've been running from this so long, but it feels good. It feels good to talk about it. So these cyclical thoughts I would have just thought was random and sporadic and couldn't, wouldn't have ever been able to see the connection with my period without my aura ring or being into tracking my basal body temperature from the Natural Cycles app. And like y'all know, I'm from the South. So natural family planning was something that was always talked about and like really interested me. Although I'm not I'm not the average audience for natural planning. I'm not Christian. We didn't wait till marriage to have sex. Right now, with the stage of life that we're in, you know, if I were to get pregnant, it wouldn't be like a disaster. You know, we use other methods. But it's nice to have natural family planning and condoms. But I wouldn't know all this when I was younger, when I was just taking the birth control pill, when I'd never been taught about your cycle and the different phases and the menstrual, luteal, follicular, if I had just been taught about this, I could have recognized this pattern so much clearer. And when I started logging it with the app, I just knew I finally had the words to describe it to my psychiatrist who we had been working for like a year and a half to try to nail this down. Like this has been years in the making. This ain't my first rodeo, y'all. I've been silently struggling with this for so long. And it just, I think about before I had the words or the acronym PMDD or the, or the letters PMDD to describe it, I really felt like it was me. Like I really felt like sporadically, I would just start hating myself and try to base my life decisions off of this very small point in time where my thoughts were very, very scary. And because I was able to have an app like Natural Cycles, like the Aura Ring, to clearly define it for me, that saved my life. I am going to be completely honest. And that's one of the reasons I've been talking more and more about women's health versus veganism, because veganism is still something that's really, really important to me that I'm so passionate about. But like right now, trying to keep myself alive has been so 
all-encompassing of my life and then losing friends to depression, I this has just become so important to talk about. I just hope that me talking about this helps you either identify it and go and get help. I was able to go talk to an OB-GYN, talk to a psychiatrist that specializes in this and know which doctors to go to, what wording to say, how to track these symptoms and moods in order to articulate this to a psychiatrist. I started taking my body temperature and like logging the symptoms in the app. You can do this with literally a piece of paper. And when I've had two months of proof, it was enough, it was enough. It was just so clear as day that I needed help. I ended up getting prescribed a antidepressant that I just use overall on the month to help with not only some OCD symptoms that I suffer with, but also the PMDD, and that's helped immensely. I couldn't go higher in my antidepressant dosage, so I've been layering that with some herbal traditional Chinese medicine, which is the Elix, and those in conjunction have helped tremendously. But let's now talk about what PMDD feels like. So right now I'm entering my follicular phase, right? And the girlies who already know about this, we know. You don't have to be a girl to be a girly, but girlies, we know. The follicular phase is the tastiest little smorgasbord of you. Your like cheeks are fuller, your face is more symmetrical, you're kind of glowing. Like I'm wearing adult braces and I look like a snack. I could be on the cover of Maxim right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? The God complex comes back. Not really though, you know, because that would be something else entirely. But you just feel like yourself, you have interests again. Like I woke up this morning and I was like, Jesse, I'm making breakfast, I'm putting on makeup, I'm gonna do my pelvic floor therapy because yes, I've also been doing pelvic floor therapy. Everyone has been suggesting that to me. Girl, I am doing it. I have been going to a physical therapist. I have been putting in the hours. Pelvic floor therapy takes so freaking long, but it's so worth it and you see such a huge change. So all these things, traditional Chinese medicine, pelvic floor therapy, therapy in general, anti-anxiety slash antidepressants have been helping me feel so good and keep things under control. I also have to say I have a partner who works with me so well because he loves me, <laughs> my husband. And I have this big family calendar in the middle of the house and like, yes, I have to put it away. We have a guest because it's a little embarrassing that like Maybe my guests don't need to know when I ovulate and have my period, but my husband does and he knows which weeks the real Nisha is there and which weeks the little bridge creature comes out. And he is so able to just, we, we've ended up having a banter where I'm just like, is this PMDD or Anisha? And we'll look at the calendar and we'll discuss and usually it's PMDD. But just being able to have like a little bit of a sounding board I also have a friend who suffers with PMDD, being able to sound things off of her and just have it confirmed back to me, oh no, that's PMDD. Being able to have a support system who knows that sometimes you're gonna be a little like just off, crucial. So we have Western medicine, we have traditional Chinese medicine, we have this communal group support outlining your phases on the calendar. So if you wanna hear more about the individual menstrual phases, I would highly recommend like doing a search on TikTok and 
just looking menstrual phases. People have so many, they have like different workouts, how to eat differently. I've been doing all of that shiz. And I have to say, the thing that really helps the most is just listening to your body, bringing about awareness of the, the certain thoughts. Like I have specific thoughts. Um, let's see, is there one that I'm comfortable sharing? They're just like intrusive, you know, they're just sad and like mean to myself. And I start regretting things that I like don't normally regret. And I start like romanticizing like parts of my life that weren't actually that great. And it's, it's, it is a true roller coaster of emotions, but being able to use those different kinds of medicines as well as communal support makes it so much more like I'm above the situation and not inside of it. Because when you're inside of it, it feels all consuming and it feels like this is who you are. And, oh, I know just from having chronic illnesses and that mental place you get in after you've been suffering in pain, whether mental or physical for a while, can start degrading that line of who you really are versus who you are when you were sick. And it, it, it makes you not want to exist anymore, really. It really does. And if I could just save any number of people going through that, knowing that like, this is temporary. This is the disease. This is not you. That would make a world of difference. So let me talk about what my month is like being a PMDD bitch. And this is also describing the bitchy of the, the biracial and bitchy because once a month, my feelings feel like they've been sunburnt a little bit. You know, they just feel a little spicy. They feel like if you touch them, they would be a little hot, you know, a little hot, a little don't touch me. Don't touch my feelings. Okay. So we're going to start with day one of your menstrual cycle, which is when you get your period. For me, my period is like an emotional release. Like the PMDD of it all kind of goes away, but the pain from like having fibroids, having adenomyosis comes back. And usually I have like very severe bleeding. So I'm out like another extra couple days just because of my period, which really, really stinks. But it's also a time where I'm ready to rest and really pay more attention to my body. And it's really nice because I know right around the corner, I'm about to feel good again, which brings me to the follicular phase. Now the follicular phase is like the best part of the month. Like I was talking, you're just prettier. Your voice is a little higher. My boobs aren't sore from my period anymore. I'm just like much more active. I'm really enjoying working out again. I'm much more social. I want to go text all my friends, hang out. I have so much more energy. This is when I try to front load also um, from an influencer calendar perspective, I try to front load like all of my on-camera stuff to be at the beginning of the month if I can help it because it's just the time where I'm like ready to talk to you guys and like be myself. Then ovulation, I am my prettiest. I am, this is when I'm like doing house projects. I'm strong. You know, you got that libido. <laughs> It's a good time. But then the egg has left the building and all those delicious hormones from the egg have left and you are in your luteal phase. Oh no. <laughs> if you've ever seen like a meme that's like, I'm so luteal, I apologize for what I said when I was luteal. It is like the sunshine has kind of left your body. And before 
I'd started taking all this medicine, it was a bigger drop off. It really felt like when I ovulated, my boobs hurt so bad. I felt like the moment I ovulated, which I didn't even know was a sign that something could be awry um, until I checked with my doctor. Because it was one of the precursors for like everything else starting to fall off. But it's like that rush of hormones is gone and it's almost like I felt like I was going through withdrawal and this is where having the pharmaceuticals really does help to make sure that drop off isn't as severe and it's a little more gentle. It just feels like without the medication I'm jumping off a cliff and just screaming and flailing and with the medication and this is when I start taking Elix, it just feels like I have a little bit of parachute. Like I'm like, okay, I'm not like, I'm not doing the can-can and the splits in front of camera this week, but I'm able to get on and maybe like talk a little bit. This is the week where I edit. This is where I'm the best at editing. And then as the luteal phase gets closer and closer to my period, that's when it gets more and more difficult because I start feeling the physical symptoms now. The physical symptoms have been kind of a roller coaster. Right now we've introduced Elix in and I'm definitely taking an iron supplement because of my heavy bleeding. So a lot of the heavy bleeding has let up quite a bit. I used to get like debilitating nausea where I could barely get out of bed. And now like I'm nauseous, but I'm like walking around, I'm doing my self care, like I'm doing my pelvic floor therapy. And this is when I'm really putting in like gentle movement, yoga, like lots of baths with Epsom salt, going to bed early, this is when I really try to put in the self-care work because I know the better I treat myself during this month's period, the better I'm gonna feel in the next month. So every single month since I've kind of realized I have this PMDD, realized I have also these chronic pain problems, I try not to think of every month as what do I do to mediate the pain I have right now in this month, whether mental or physical, to shifting that thought to being like, what am I doing this month? What am I eating? How am I treating my body? What exercise, what food am I putting in and nourishing it? What mental health space? What friends I'm bringing around my body? I have found that if I am on my shit with my exercise, my eating, my mental health, taking my medications at the same exact time every day, taking my Elix, waking up, and making sure to prioritize my body before I go to work, which has been so hard because I wanted to wake up the last minute. I want to slither into my chair and look at my emails and get back. No, I can't do that. I got to do a whole ass routine so that at the end of the month, in the end of the next month, I can freaking function a little bit. I'm not going to say there's anything really positive about this. I think, ugh, if I if I didn't have this, I would be so unstoppable. Like I would be so, you can tell me shiz. But I'm trying to channel that in by just saying that getting sick has really forced me to prioritize my health and also like watching, you know, my mom get sick and you know, my family members not doing well health-wise has made me realize how if I don't prioritize my body now, it will force me to do it later and that it will only get harder the more and more sick I get. Having PMDD is such a stressful thing to have because you are always trying to save yourself from yourself, it feels like. And you really have to be on it. It's like I have to feel 
I think because my job is also very physically demanding, like it's not, it's a very simple job. Like being an influencer is a simple job. It's simple to get in front of a camera. It's simple to get on a, a mic and entertain people, but it's not, it does not come without having to prioritize your mental. I think that's why influencers are so like they get off on skincare and like self-care in a way because they have to be like kind of like a celebrity, like presenting themselves in a certain way. And although I don't think of myself as a full influencer, learning that level of commitment to self and to self-health and to self-growth has been layered with my desire to take care of my chronic illness that I have started realizing that those things go hand in hand and that taking care and taking serious my body and me, my soul, taking care of my soul, making sure that it is still here tomorrow if I go through a really bad PMDD time takes care for me to set up all these little things that I've talked about in order to function. And I just want to encourage you that if you're starting from this journey, if you're just starting to get answers, if you're just starting to get help, that it does get better and that you're just kind of in the skill building phase if you're at the beginning of this. I talk about this all the time when I'm mentoring people, especially with people who want to grow platforms, whether they want to be an influencer or if it's like a business who wants to grow their audience or how they appear online. I'm always telling them taking care of the vessel you're in is going to reach out into not only like your professional life, how you feel around your friends, how you feel about yourself, but also internally. It's going to help build those structures that you can implement medicine into, that you can implement community into, that you can implement health and fitness and mental wellness into. My biggest tip of advice when you're starting out, build up a self-care routine. It can just be getting up, washing your face in the morning and putting on something comfortable, but like making sure that you're creating extra time in your day to take care of yourself is so hard because like how much time do we have right now? Like I'm an influencer and I'm having a hard time trying to find time to take care of myself in the day. That's a huge privilege. It is not fair that when you have a chronic illness, you are forced to do this. But I'm hoping that because I'm able to try these things out and bring them to you, I can save you a lot of time and heartache by having lived it and giving you my experience. So I'm going to walk through my luteal self-care routine now at the end of it. So maybe it can give you some ideas, some pointers, and um, I'm going to talk about what I wear, the self-care of it all, like what I do before I get ready and unready at the beginning of the day and the end of the day, any kind of like little things that I have bought that have really improved my time. So when I am having PMDD time or luteal time, I have started curating a closet that has like pants that I can wear when I'm luteal and when I am having my period versus my follicular clothes. Because when I used to have to look at those two things during the different parts of my month, I would get so frustrated looking at my cute follicular clothes and looking at my ugly pajamas. So making sure I had like two pairs of softer pants that were kind of tapered. I love packed. I know y'all have seen me talk about packed. Packed is like really high quality organic basics. Um, not sponsored. I'm just shouting them out. And they have some really nice like looking work from home or like casual um, work from home getups that 
are perfect for this kind of thing because staying in the stuff that I sleep in or the stuff I just like, you know, on the worst days have to wear does a lot for my mental health. And like when you're getting yourself ready in the morning to whatever extent you physically can, it's such a beautiful time where you can really treat yourself and nourish yourself in a way that's like, um, like a mother caring for a child. You're just primping her off to go off to school. Like make sure that this child that you're caring for yourself is taken care of in the morning even when you are sick. So separating those pants in particular have changed my life and making sure that the clothes that I have are specific to that time of the month and that they don't get overworn or I don't dread them. They're like something that looks cute is extremely important for just like having a little bit of gosh darn dopamine in your system. <laughs> you got to take whatever you can get anything that can be a little treat. So I have like a little basket by my bed of like bad chronic pain days or bad PMDD days. And they're just like, I have like this soft jumpsuit from Pact. I have a lot of Pact stuff. I have a Pact dress. I have some shift dresses, just little things. Like when I'm follicular, I mostly wear like jeans and tighter outfits. But when I have that like big PMDD adenomyosis belly, I can't wear. Now my routine in the morning and at night is pretty much the same throughout the month. It's just like the volume of products or the volume of time. Now I have Invisalign. One of the main reasons I got Invisalign besides for my TMJD was that the depression was depressioning and I wasn't really brushing my teeth very often or to the best I could. And I was just like, this is a great time. I'm already flopping. I'm starting just starting to get ahead of this PMDD and like return back to the internet feel good again it is time to get Invisalign and level up and I it just forces me to brush and floss my teeth every single day and if you can do that in the morning it might change your life because it has changed mine but I wasn't doing it before the Invisalign so I can't pretend like I'm this perfect human being I don't do all of this every single day but brushing my teeth and washing my freaking face and putting on some nice, thick, like the Naturium Ceramide Cream is like one of my favorites because you can put it on your lips and it even like moisturizes your lips. That is just everything to me. You can use whatever you want to wash your face. I use the PharmaRx Super Greens Cleanser. I love that cleanser. It just lifts all the dirt off your face and all the sunscreen. Because uh, sometimes when I'm not feeling good, I don't want to double cleanse and like just an oil cleanser isn't enough to get all the sunscreen and sweat and maybe sometimes I don't know tears off my face so that would be like my morning routine that's about it in my mornings when I'm not feeling really really good I do this in silence um, unless I am in severe pain those mornings I am constantly having a stream of stimulation when I'm in the worst amount of pain to just get me through until I can take either ibuprofen or it those are usually the days I've forgotten to take elix um, like yesterday was a really, really bad pain day and I hadn't taken my Elix the other day and I was like, hmm, I wonder if this is like because of the not taking the Elix or whatever. I don't know. Um, but for those days, I can't physically get around the pain. So I have to have that stimulation of like scrolling or music or a podcast. Whereas like when I'm doing a little bit better and it's just like the mental load and it's not the physical pain I do that in silence because I want to keep my very fragile mental state 
calm until I have been fully taken care of. And especially with everything that's going on right now, I cannot emphasize the importance of taking care of yourself before you get on your freaking little smartphone computer that is connected to everyone in the world, especially when you have PMDD. Because when you see something like that in the morning when you're not ready or at a, a random part of the day when you're not fully prepared, it can lead to some pretty bad outcomes for you. And for me, it manifested a lot in the times with feelings of not wanting to be here anymore. And now I take this extremely seriously. I have been affected by something like this many times over. I've seen how much it affects everyone around you when you are no longer there. And I will take whatever amount of backlash that people think that I'm a bad person for not being on the internet when I once a month have having these like horrible PMDD phases because I first and foremost have to make sure that I survive it. And I think because mostly women are suffering with this, we don't get treated as seriously as this problem really, really is. And that is why I want to encourage you to take yourself as seriously as like a celebrity going to the fucking Met Gala. Because this is your life. This is not the Met Gala. It's way more important than Met Gala. It's staying alive. It's staying on this earth. If you can keep yourself and make sure that keeping yourself alive is the priority, everything else from that morning routine in between till your nighttime routine is going to fall into place. My goal with this morning routine is to just carve out enough space in your brain that you can think all your own thoughts and that you can take care and hear your own needs before looking in your messages, before being who you have to be to the world. And my nighttime routine is kind of that and the opposite. Um, we have a really solid nighttime routine, Jesse and I, like having a solid thing that you do that kind of signals nighttime and like rest and rejuvenation is around the corner. I have this cheap red light. Um, a lot of people will get those like juve red lights. I, I just use a little red light I got on Amazon that's like a sunset lamp and it lights the whole freaking living room. Living room, oh my gosh, living room. Sometimes Texas comes out. And I turn off all overhead lights and I just try as soon as dinner is done and the dishes are put away because I don't do this until we have cleaned because having a clean house is super important for my job and just being able to like cook and shoot things. We turn off all the lights and my brain is immediately like, oof, red light. It's time to take my medication. So I have an alarm every day that I have to take my antidepressant at the same time every day. I have a nice herbal tea. Um, you can do like a raspberry leaf tea. I really what helps me so much at night is the sleepy time lavender chamomile. It's in like the purple box and I love that flavor. I have it hot with a little agave and some extra creamy oat milk and it's so good. And having like something that tastes good, that helps hydrate my body at night before I go into that rest because especially when I'm going through PMDD, it's hard to nourish my body. But just knowing that even when I'm well, I'm doing this routine, I have to stress. This is a routine that I, when I'm well, when I'm follicular, either morning or night, I just add things on. But when it's PMDD time, it's just the basics. So I have my little lavender latte. I watch TV. 
I watch like the Great British Baking Show or some cooking vlogs or some YouTube until my alarm goes off and it's bedtime routine. I am so strict with this now that it sometimes interrupts Jesse and I's evening, but it is the bedrock for me being able to function. I get up, I take my medicine, and I go straight to the bathroom and I wash my face. Did I put on makeup this morning? Did I put on sunscreen? Doesn't matter. Just the act of splashing water on my face and just showing up for myself is more important than figuring out the skincare, than taking off the makeup, than anything. Because usually when I'm having PMDD, I'm not really getting ready. I'm just in the comfy clothes and maybe like brushing my eyebrows up and that's about it. I would love to say I'd sometimes put on sunscreen, but I'm gonna say, I'm gonna be honest and say it doesn't really happen those days. I don't even go outside. Flossing, doing my Invisalign routine, brushing my teeth. This is the basic, basic basics. And then changing out of those daily wears back into your pajama is everything. And then I love to either do my physical therapy like right before I go to bed. I do my pelvic floor therapy before I go to bed when I'm having PMDD because it's just too hard to squeeze it in before a work day. But I would usually do that in the morning, but at night time, this is a very important thing to just keep making sure that I'm taking care of all of that stuff down there, making sure that I don't get any interstitial cystitis like rebounds. So I'm hydrated. I'm doing my pelvic floor physical therapy. Besides my morning nighttime routine, I'm making sure I'm taking that Elix in the morning with my morning cup of tea or coffee even. Making sure that my friends and my husband are dialed into what time of the month it is and how I'll be feeling, making sure I can check in with them because I tend to withdraw. These are all things that have kept me here happy and also throwing my phone in the ocean because no matter what I try, I just know that I'm in a very fragile state of my life and that even just waking up to someone being like, I hate your hair today is not, it's just gonna be bad. So that is kind of what PMDD feels like. These are my morning and nighttime routines. If this feels like something you may be struggling with, I couldn't encourage you enough to start implementing this kind of stricter self-care routine and journaling, whether it's on a calendar, which was my favorite way of marking my changes in temperature or I know a lot of people like to journal it, making sure you're including body symptoms, emotional symptoms, and tracking that up and down throughout your month is so crucial in getting doctors to listen to you. And I empathize with everyone so much as someone who's had to go through the medical system and had to find different ways of interacting with the medical system in order to get attention and diagnosis and treatment. It is so worth coming to the other side and knowing who you are outside of the disease and formulating a life that can help you stay alive within having this and treat it long-term. Food-wise, we've been much more into eating foods with a lot more seeds and nuts and whole foods since I've been able to get help with like nutrition through like all kinds of health services that I've been talking about for the past couple of years. And I just feel really lucky and really privileged and I hope to be able to use a lot of this privilege and time that I get to wrap myself around this to help you not have to take as long to get diagnosed, treated, and to start living your life more in flow and 
in harmony with how your body is feeling from day to day. So I would love to hear anyone's stories, anyone who has, if you have anything positive to say about having PMDD, everything I've heard is so negative so far. I think a lot of people are getting diagnosed right now as it's becoming more and more talked about. Um, I, like I've said, I've been dealing with this for years and years. I even dealt with this as a teenager and only now I'm feeling like I am starting to understand how to have this life. And I hope that these tips that I have acquired and put together help you. I think even if you don't have PMDD, this is some great advice to just have a healthier, more presence-filled life. I can't wait to have our little chat again next week. Bye! Thank you for listening to Biracial and Bitchy. Be sure to rate us five stars because remember, karma is a relaxing thought. And do a bitch a favor, share this episode with a friend. Bye!